All right, you have to count <clears throat> me in this time. You're counting me in. All right. <clears throat> then in five. Five? <laughs> what? You can't change the count. Five. Five. You're, you're a rule breaker. Go ahead. Five. Yep. Four. I'm waiting. Three. Here we go. Two. Mm. Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott. And I'm Steve. We're your hosts for this adventure into the past. Where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer, longer true. true. Hey, Scott. Hey, Steve. Hey, man. It's the dead of winter right now. And yep. I am cold. Okay. Right? So let's start warming up by thinking warm thoughts. Right? Let's think back to when we were growing up and a summer vacation... And for me, I'd be with my family in a beach house, Bethany Beach, Delaware. No oh, place. I definitely know Bethany Beach, but my kids really know Bethany Beach because they, you know, candy kitchen. Oh yeah, candy kitchen. Oh yeah. So yeah. So what what was your typical summer vacation day looking like there, Steve? All right, it's easy. I'd start the day with a good coat of sunscreen, right? And then I'd shout Safety upstairs. Curves. Yeah, you gotta be careful. I'd shout to my parents and say, "I'm going out." cool they didn't ask many questions right about where i was going yep mm -hmm. they gave me a pretty good amount of freedom as a 12 year old i'm going around wherever i want but they knew where i was going right? the beach yeah i'd make my way down the street to the walking path that led to the beach access perfect and i'd take my shoes off and i'd stand on that warm sand getting ready to go in that ocean the waves are softly crashing on the shore and the seagulls are drifting overhead can you picture all this i'm i'm there yeah 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 then i'd start walking 1.4 miles south down that beach to the village center up onto the boardwalk and right into the video arcade <laughs> The video arcade. It is everything. The ocean is right there. Yeah, who needs it? The arcade has everything I want. It's a dark room, air conditioning, filled to bursting with these coin-operated video games. Oh, man, I can still hear all the beeps and the chirps coming from all those machines. It is like an, a, a symphony. It's paradise. And, and you know, if I remember correctly, the video arcade you were talking about at Bethany, yep. I'm pretty sure Candy Kitchen is actually, like, just downstairs. Right downstairs. I think so. so that was the place. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So, so video arcades. Yeah. I mean, and I spent so much time and money in those places. Oh, man. I, I bet you you would not guess who I was with. Oh, it's with it's, first of all, it's with whom? And um, <laughs> your brother? Nope. My grandfather. You're kidding me. Yeah, no. Nearly every weekend, summer, winter, or fall, my grandparents would drive out to the country because we were the country <laughs> and they were closer to New York City. It's all perspective. <clears throat> yep. And they would come visit us on Saturday mornings. And what they would do is we'd all go out to breakfast. Nice. And then do some combined shopping. You know, they needed stuff. We needed stuff. That kind of a thing. And then my grandfather would take my brother and I to the arcade that was in the old Hackettstown Mall. Do you remember that oh, mall? Yeah, I remember that place. We biked there once. Uh, we, it was a pretty long ride, but they yeah, had an arcade, and we did. were getting there on bikes. And a Sam Goody. <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> That's wow. a new podcast we're going to have wow. to do, yeah. But anyway, it was right across from the old barbershop that I would go to, mm -hmm. and it was like this pizza place was next to it, and it was like in this alley that was by the mall. That's where they and, always were. And that's where we would play games, and my grandfather would show off his mastery of the prize claw. You're kidding. He was a, he was a claw master. He knew how to get 
prizes out of these things? Oh, yeah. We had a bazillion trolls. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember those trolls? <laughs> what they were all loaded yep. up with. We had the trolls. With the hair. <clears throat> I still have one of these, like, it's it's sort of like a plastic stick that has, like, an oil and water thing with, yeah. like, sea little plastics, like, starfish and stuff. And you would slide it back and forth, and you would see the waves go across oh, it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, yeah. he won one of those Yeah, can you imagine machine? a claw picking up that thin stick? You'd have to have it, like, perfectly <clears throat> balanced in the claw. Yeah, I even think he won a digital watch once. Really? Yeah, he was yeah. he was a master. No, he's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess that's what we're going to talk about today. Even with my under the weather voice, man. Sorry about that, everyone. It hurts. But I used to know video arcades. Mm-hmm. So let's grab our Wayback Machine, and, and we're gonna head back to where the arcade gets its startup. It's the 1920s, and the amusement park Midway is going. And we- the 20s. Really? Yeah. Just, just the 20s. Well, sort of. I just, I just didn't want you to grab the Wayback Machine and head even further back, right? But... Yeah, oh, you're going to do this again. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, we got to go further back. Yeah, what? Like, you know, the Middle Ages? You're going to go to the Romans? No, the Greeks. You're going to go to the Greeks. <clears throat> well, the ancient Greeks, they did build the first known coin-operated machine. <laughs> really? They did. The Greeks? The Greeks. So the ancient Greeks, they built a device that you would uh, give it one of their coins. Yeah, okay. And then it would give you a certain measurement of holy water. <laughs> so that was that, that was, was their video game was the the holy water. You would you it was amazing to them, I imagine, but you know. <laughs> but no, no, no. I didn't I didn't want to go back to the Greeks. I wanted to go back to 1871. Oh, of course, 1871, because where else would you start a history of video arcades than in the 19th century, right? You got (laughs) buggies and horses. All right, go on. All right, so it's true, though. Let's go to Britain in 1871 and meet Henry Davison. Hi, Henry. So Henry is generally thought as the first person to create a widely exhibited coin-operated amusement device. Really? Okay, so what did this uh, amusement device do? It's uh, handing out gum or something? It's no, no, no. So um, coin-operated devices that gave you something, like the ancient, Gre- ancient Greeks, mm-hmm. yeah, that was already a thing. They, okay. That was already out there. It's like a vending machine. <clears throat> yeah, so this was the first device to take a penny and just amuse you. Oh. It didn't do anything but just amuse you. And basically, it was a mechanical uh, device. It was a chimney sweep who would jump from the chimney of a house when the penny was inserted. What? That was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> chimney sweep would jump. Yay. That's my penny. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so all I get is this little metal chimney sweep jumping from one house I don't even know if it was another. jumping from house to house. I think it was just jumping up and down, I think. I, I, I don't really know. Wow. I wasn't there. Wow. <clears throat> but after that, then other of these amusement things would follow. Mm-hmm. And John Dennison in 1875 and his working model of drilling machines and hand lathes would then become the next thing. So you would, you would actually put a coin in and watch these like drilling machines and hand lathes and stuff like that. That was amusing to you. You would just watch a machine? Yes. Okay. Like a little model of it. Okay. And then there was Richard Page. Uh, Richard Page, he patented the first strength testing machine in 1885. Oh, these are the things where it's like the grip machine. Yeah. Pull the grip. Exactly. Or we could even talk about William Oliver. Mm -hmm. What did he do? Well, he invented the first coin-operated electric shock machine in 1886. (laughs) An electric shock machine? What are you talking about? It's like like people would pay money to to put their hand on something that's going to zap them? Yep. Yep, that's the case. Why would they do this? Well, I mean, so remember, 
Back then, they thought electric shocks were a healthy thing. Really? Yeah, they did. And then on top of it, you know, they also felt that electric shocks, like if you were going to hold on to the electric shocks, Mm -hmm. then, you know, your endurance, you were a strong man. So that's why electric shock machines were a big thing. So you're strong and it's medicinal? Really? Seriously? Yep. It doesn't make any sense. I I know, I know. But then let's go back to the U.S. in 1885. Okay. All right, and you have the first American uh, coin-operated amusement, which was a model train, mm-hmm. and that was created by William Smith of Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. So it was a moving mechanical train that was powered by a wet cell battery. So you'd insert your nickel, and then the train would start moving. Like right there, would see this little tiny, you know, moving model of an engine. Okay, I can see how that would be fun, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, you know, it would take a famous inventor to get us closer to the arcade as we know it. Uh, okay, who who is this? Thomas Edison. <clears throat> oh, yeah, because you can't have an arcade without like flashing lights. Uh, Thomas Edison, he's the mm, light bulb guy. Nice, but no, it's his invention of the phonograph that would take the world by storm. The phonograph, right? So Thomas invent- Thomas Edison would invent the phonograph in 1877. Yep, but it would be his rival, Alexander Graham Bell, who mm-hmm. we've talked about yep. in the past with the phone numbers uh, podcast. Phone guy. Yep. And he had a company called the Volta Graphophone Company. Mm-hmm. And in 1886, they had a wax cylinder uh, that would do the recordings. And that wax cylinder lasted longer than the tin ones that Edison had. So what ends up happening is that these longer lasting uh, graphophones, right? They're going to create the first arcade. Mm-hmm. See, those previous games of strength or electric shocks, they were usually found in bars and taverns. Yeah. All right. But coin-operated phonographs? Yeah, they they were not a hit at the bar scene. That, right? was, that wasn't a thing you're doing. No, because they're you know you you kind of need them. They're more delicate. Yeah. Right, and you got to be more quiet to hear them. It's not like you had headphones back then. Okay, so so right? bars are so not a good idea. Bad idea for the phonograph, but you know it's still a good idea for these amusement devices. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Right. So in 1890, James Lambert Andum he realized the problems of running these phonographs at bars. So he opened a storefront just for these coin-operated phonographs. And he did that in Cleveland and in Cincinnati, where he he basically had a store where he just put a dozen or so phonographs and he put them all together, allowing for a person or attendant to monitor and maintain the machines while allowing all the patrons a clean and child-friendly environment to listen to the a series of recordings. So they can go from machine to machine to machine, listen to all these recordings in a nice little storefront, no bars, no no language, no, no, no nothing. CD characters. No, no, nope. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a laundromat setting, but it's with all these phonographs. and That's uh, right. And they're magical to these people that are listening to it. And one of these locations, the one in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. it was located in a building called the Emory Arcade. <sighs> And that may be the origin of the term arcade for the coin-operated entertainment, because this was truly a room that was just about entertainment, and it was located in the Emory Arcade. So that's where it all started, that word, the arcade for these kind of places. It's uh, the arcade attendant, the arcade machine, the arcade itself. But what would finally take us to where I wanted to start, all right? Can, can, can we start there, please, Scott? Finally, <laughs> Scott? Maybe, huh? Sorry, maybe. (laughs) All right, good. All right, so now, amusement parks. They didn't move around. 
mm-hmm. and they started to develop at the very end of the 19th century with the rise of the world fairs, right? In fact, it was Chicago's Columbian Exposition at the 1893 uh, World's Fair that birthed the Midway. And it wouldn't be until the 1920s where now these Midways would take off everywhere. And they would have shooting galleries and ball toss games and coin-operated fortune tellers. And you put your coin in there and it gives you a little slip of yep, paper. Yep. Right? And then it turns you into a 35-year-old man. And you, <laughs> wrong, you wrong, wrong show, right, I think. But yeah. All right. It was a good movie, though. It was good. Thanks, right. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and Penny, Penny Marshall. Uh, but I think the real entryway to the, where these video arcades came from uh, was back in the 1930s with the invention of the pinball machine, hmm. right? So these, the first coin-operated pinball machines were Waffle Ball and Ballyhoo. Have you heard of these? Nope. Yeah. So it gives <laughs> you five balls for a penny, and these would really take off after 1934, and they, uh, they they invent the tilt mechanism. Oh yeah, the tilt. I mean, so, yeah, you can't cheat now. You can't cheat. Before you'd play in ballyhoo, get you'd angry, just, you'd just, just start picking it up around. and wiggling it no, around. No, you can't do that. It's gonna tilt now. Oh. So and also, now you've got this thing for a penny. It's cheap entertainment. Sure. You're stuck in the Great Depression at the time, right? It's something fun to do. But it's not going to be until 1936 when they start calling all these devices pinball. Okay. All right. So so to me, I think the entryway to the video arcades would be the 1960s. The 60s. Yeah. And, and it's going to end up being with games like the 1966 Periscope. Oh, which was like a submarine simulator. Yeah, that's right. You put, you look through the little viewfinder and you go yep, back and forth. Yeah. And in 1969, Duck Hunt or Killer Shark, which these games were different than the video games you think of today. So they were really, you would shoot light beams mm-hmm. at projected images on a small movie screen. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so, and it, so it was very, there were some mechanical pieces to it. It was these light beams shooting. It wasn't just like staring at a television or anything. Yeah, and, very interactive. Yeah, and by the way, do you know the name of the company that made the first Duck Hunt and Periscope games? You might recognize them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, right, most of these games started out on a Midway in the carnival, so I'm going to say Midway. Nope. No. Sega. Oh, yeah, Sega. Sega. Can oh, you I believe it back then? Yeah, Sega. Wow. I know, it's crazy. So they, they even did a racing game called Grand Prix with a dashboard, a steering wheel, an accelerator. All that stuff. Yep, and they had a missile uh, vehicle shooter game, that was first, which was the first one to be known to have a joystick and fire button. So Sega came up with the joystick and the fire button. You gotta have a fire button and a joystick for it to be a video game. That's, that's just like the, the, I the agree. core piece of the machinery. This is why I took us to the 60s and where I think this is where ah, it starts. That makes sense. Okay, but now we've arrived in the 1970s. Okay. All right, specifically 1971, right? Galaxy game, Space War. Space War? Yeah. It's created by this guy, Steve Russell. And he was one of the first computer game, or he had one of the first computer games with graphics. And it was this passion project that came out of the 1960s programming community at MIT. Um, They were basically two triangles. They represented these two fighting spaceships, and they flew around this invisible gravity well at the center of the screen. And they shot little small pixel dots at each other, and they're meant to be the laser beams. Well, these two students at Stanford University, Bill Pitts and Hugh Tuck, 
Well, they got about $20,000 together. That's serious money back in the 70s. Let me tell you. But what they did was amazing. They created this wooden console, right? It had two monitors, two seats, and this one microcomputer stuck in the middle of it. And it ran a version of Space War. And they hooked the whole thing up to a start button that had a coin slot. And it charged a dime for a game. Or if you had a quarter, you can get three games. They then set this thing in the middle of the student center at Stanford University. And they started raking in the money, Scott. I can imagine. People went crazy for this thing. They were lining up out the door. And it was basically the first ever coin-operated video game. And it was a huge success. That's awesome. Yeah, and if you want, you know, you can actually go and you can see the original Galaxy game in person. It's in this computer history museum in Mountain View, California. Of course it's in Mountain View, California. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't long after Galaxy game Space War that Atari's Pong came out in 1972. It was very popular in bars. People would play against each other quarter after quarter, and they're squaring off in this ping pong match. Hmm. And and now these games were fun, yep. right? They were a little hard to find. Then one game came out that sparks everyone's craving for video games. So you you got these pong games, like you said, it was one, and then you got the space, you know, the the space war one. Yep. In inside the student center, and some of ours have pong, and people are you know setting their drinks down and playing games on it and all. But what was the first game that ended up making? Everything, the video games, it just took off like wildfire. No, Do you the remember one, it? Yeah, the one everybody went crazy for Absolutely. that I remember was Pac-Man. No, no, no. You got to go earlier. Earlier than Pac-Man. Yeah, something even earlier. It was 1978 when video games oh, would take yeah. off with the introduction. Space Invaders. Invaders. How could I forget Space Invaders? This was the first blockbuster video game. These little blocky aliens marching methodically toward the surface of the Earth. You can kind of see them marching in your head right now with the little with the little uh, houses or buildings that you had for trying to protect you. Yeah, right? they were like little like shield areas. Yep, exactly. This game grew such uh, drew such great crowds that restaurants, bars, and stores began to keep a collection of these coin operated games in the corner. Yeah, they're going to make money. Why wouldn't they? Exactly, and those attracted so many patrons that by the 1980s. There were entire rooms filled with nothing else except for coin-operated games. Why even have the restaurant? People aren't coming for the food. They're coming for Space Invaders. Exactly. And that is why this, in the beginning of the 80s, this is known as the golden age of arcades. Oh, yeah. It was amazing, man. Like, you just had rooms and rooms filled with video games and everybody was and it, lined it, up three people deep and even little rooms like the one in Hackettstown was not very big mm-hmm. right I mean it was like a little corner place but they would pack as many as they could in Oh, yeah. and there were plenty of kids playing all the time you'd end up putting your quarter on that video game waiting your turn that's how you would reserve your turn that's right I was next and if you put two quarters down you know you were being greedy but besides being greedy <laughs> <laughs> you're just flashing your money around I know I got really. 50 cents really but that's not the only thing that made it the golden age of video games. Yeah. Right? It was also the golden age of money from video games. And that's what it's all about. Well, that's what helps keep the world around, right? So in 1978, video games brought in 50 
million dollars in North America. That's some money, man. Yeah. Fifty million. But by 1981, yeah. so we're going 78 to 81. Okay, a couple years. Nine hundred million dollars. What? And, and that's just the sale of the machines. Oh, it's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, from fifty million to nine hundred million. Holy cow! And by 1982, the yeah. video game industry as a whole reached their peak of eight billion dollars all in quarters. Eight billion dollars in quarters. Whoa! I had no idea. Yeah, 1982. Video games? Eight billion? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, But then there are the video games, Scott. Mm -hmm. So many important, groundbreaking games that came out during this time. Right? You got Asteroids. Awesome game. 1979. Atari. Pac-Man. 1980. Midway Games. And you know, they actually called it Puck-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, it was Japan. That's why yeah, it was Pac-Man that came over to America and it became Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Battle Zone. Oh, Battle Zone. I remember that. It was like the little vector graphics and the you drive a tank around. You had the two the two uh, joysticks to go with the two different treads. Yeah, that that game was amazing. Uh, there's Defender. Never liked Defender. Too busy. So much going on in Defender. I could never keep up. Uh, and that's just to name a few. I know. And of course, what was the most important thing about playing these video games? No, oh, yeah, working out so that you had the strength so you could stand in front of them for hours and hours and hours. No, 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 no. Doing so well that you got to put your initials in the top score list. <laughs> that's right. That it was, was all about your initials, right? Street cred. That's yeah. right. And it was only your initials. Yep, yep, yep. And you could you get three letters. Make good use of them. And then lady, later, I think, in the 80s, you started seeing like four or five, right? Yeah, that, that, that was the, the advancement of technology. And you knew you were really good at a video game if you didn't actually put your name in there, but you try to turn it into some sort of funny word. Mm-hmm. Like instead of saying, you know, like Scott, you would be, you know, you'd put something funny up there and people would be like, that's funny. You were wasting your initials. You did all so that good. work. All that work. You're, you're so good, you could waste your initials. For a joke. I know. Yeah. So, Steve, what are some of your favorite 80s arcade games? Oh, man, there are so many. I think I have a, like a list of 20 or 25 here, but let me tell you. Give me three of your favorites. Three of my favorites. I'm going to go Spy Hunter. Oh, Spy Hunter. Yeah, because you're you're this like James Bond character driving around in a car, <laughs> and then for some reason you have to drive inside of a truck, and then you come That's out of the end truck. Of the turn, yep. Yeah, and then you and now all of a sudden your car is a boat, and you're you're zooming around on on water, and you know, oil slicks, oil and... smoke screens. Oh yeah, oh it was so much fun. That Spy was a great Hunter. Game. I'm also gonna go with Dragon's Lair. Oh, I Space Ace. Oh come on, with the Don Bluth characters and Ugh. they and everything's all drawn out i was never all... my reflexes were not right for that game oh you had to be quick they would glow that thing would flash golden right and then you had to like pick the pick the cave you need to run into or something it would be yeah. like it'd flash and 200 to, milliseconds yeah and you'd, you'd be like push it real quick and i was never good at that. and if i would always end up having like they would have that picture of like the thing crashing down on you and oh, you'd be like or, or like you, you turn into a skull or a, yeah. a skeleton yeah. yep Ugh. yep no that was that was one of my uh my big ones um, and, uh, there was one actually that was called, uh, elevator action. Uh, 
I don't know if you remember this I one. I do remember Elevator Action. Yeah, yeah. You, they made a very similar app game for the iPad that was based on the Elevator Action. You're kidding me. No, no, yeah. I, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah. That was really? A, yeah, yeah. Oh, after this, you're going to have to, you know. <laughs> We're going to have to go look on yeah, the Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't realize I could still play that. Yeah. How about you? What What were some of your games that you liked? All right, so if you remember around the 80s, the thing was the there was the Summer Olympics. Oh, so yeah. you had the Winter Olympics, which mm-hmm. had the... So the Olympics was big back then because, again, if you remember the hockey game. Oh, Miracle on Ice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, Olympics was in our heads. Summer and Winter Olympics at the time were at the same year. They didn't alternate like two years, two years, two years. Split them out. It was four years, you know, was Olympic Fest. You do it everything. And then wait four more years for the next, you know, Olympic Fest. So, So we had the, there was a video game that was about the Summer Olympics. And I liked it because it had the, there was two versions. It was one with a trackball. Oh, you spin it really fast just to run. Right, for like the running, like you had the the, the run and jump one. And you get you know, hit the you button. Run, run, and, then, and then you hit the button. And then they had one which was two buttons. Oh, go left, right, left, so right, have, left, right. Well, you had to pound them really fast to, to run really quickly. <laughs> faster to go faster. And then hit the jump button just in time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but I don't think that one lasted very long because the buttons would burn out so much because you'd be like pounding <laughs> the heck out of them, you know? <laughs> and then I, this wasn't really a video game, but it was in our arcade and I used to play my grandfather with it, was the Russian versus US hockey game. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, foosball. But it's not really foosball. Like you have hockey people on sticks. Oh, and it's underneath and, and like a, a big plastic bubble. dome. Yeah, it's a big bubble. And then you had the the, the, the thing yeah. would pop out of the middle. Yeah, I know what you're and talking then about. You'd play hockey. And you, you spin the you spin the rods and the hockey guys <clears throat> would flip around. Yeah, and, and if you got a score, if you were a Russian, they'd play the Russian theme and then oh. they'd play the American theme. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And then and then I think my favorite video game of all time though was Mach Three. Mission accomplished. Let's go home. Clear to land, 16 right. Mach 3. And that was a laser disc game. Okay. So it was like they had real footage of like fighter jet footage, like flying through the desert, flying through whatever. But then they would have a little, um, on top of that video footage, they would have like targets for you to shoot something. Oh, so is this like real video? This is not even just like photorealistic no, no. graphics. No, no, in the booth. This is... And you had a real stick, and you would fly through, and again, it was real video footage. That's cool. And then you would see, like, you know, at the time, it would be like, you got to bomb the oil tanks, or you got to do whatever. And, and it's you, all around you. It's like, it's like in a 360 almost, or maybe no, like a 180? it was just the screen in front of you. Okay. Yeah. Right. It wasn't that good. But I mean, it was, it was my favorite game, because it was so realistic, and then you could see your fighter jet, too. So it was like, you'd see your jet. It wasn't You're just flying. your perspective. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was my favorite game, Mach 3. Mach 3. Hey, you know... Thinking about all these things, we should play a game. Oh man, not another game. Oh Use yeah, come on. Oh. <clears throat> let's okay. get let's play a game where uh it's a game based on arcade music. Let's call it arcade serenade. No. <laughs> All right, you're trading in the normal alliteration that you use for this rhyme. Yep. Arcade Serenade. Exactly. I I like it. I like it. It's catchy. All right, (laughs) let's do this. Let's do this thing. So to play this game, I'm going to play a theme song. Okay. And then you have to tell me the video game it came from. Oh, it's like an audio uh, quiz. All right. Yes. And I have no notes in our common notes 
Like if you look, scroll down, you'll yeah. see. There's no notes. There's no hope oh, for you. I can't cheat you like can't I normally cheat. do. You can't try to, what? oh, I didn't really look at my notes, Scott, but I figured oh, it out. No. This is for real. This is the real deal. Okay. So nope. I've got the machine next to me. It's on the ground. I you can't, can't even, even see, it. see it. Nope. Um, and I'm going to play the music into here, and you have to guess what it is. So All here, right. Here comes the first one. I will do my best. What? What is that? This is not a video game. Yes, it is. This is this is like some kind of reggae band. That's the old video game Daytona, USA. Daytona. It was a oh, racing game. The racing game. There was actually like people singing in there. Yeah, there was. I I did. I was like, I don't remember people singing, but I kept going back and back, and every everything I researched kept, kept bringing this song with the singing. Daytona. Band. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. I played that. I, I used to sit in that game. I think that game actually let you change the music when you were playing. Right? right. It was like they had a radio. Yeah. And you could pick. Like one of like five different kinds of music while you were racing. I wasn't that sophisticated. I would just sit there and just put my foot down on the pedal and go as fast as I could. I oh. wasn't even listening to the music. All mm-hmm. right. All right. I failed miserably on that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, this is this is easy, Scott. That is Spy Hunter. You can't quiz me on one of my favorite games of all time. Well, I'm just checking. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I was just checking. It just sounds like I know, right? Like spy music. It just sounds like the arcade. It I'm does. so glad to be a. Oh man, you know I'm going to Dave and Buster's tomorrow. I am so stoked because there's going to be video games there, and it's going to be just like in the '80s, just with tickets. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. A lot of cowbell. <laughs> It needs more cowbells, Scott. <laughs> exactly. What is this? What is this craziness? This is not a video game. I'm going to say Dig Dug. Nope. No? This is another one of those things where you try to trick me. Dude. Smash TV? Nope. Centipede. Centipede. Nope. This is Paperboy. Paperboy. Paper yes, yes. Now I can see it. Now I can see yep, it. Yep, Paperboy. You're driving your bicycle, going, throwing the papers. Going up the street. Trying to get it into the mailboxes mm-hmm. and then hit the guy. You got to hit the guy. That's for extra points. Yeah. Not get caught, caught by the dogs. Okay. If I remember correctly. I like it. Come on. This one's oh. an easy one. This is Tetris. What? <laughs> no. This, oh my God! No, this is not. Tetris. This is this is more modern. This is Burger Time. No, this is modern. I I have no idea. Seriously, seriously. Angry Birds. Angry, I I haven't played a lot of Angry Birds. No, you haven't played Angry Birds. No, and that and that's that's cheating. We're talking about 1980s video arcades. We're talking about play... video games. Period. Oh man. no, you oh, can't yeah. play Angry Birds. All of a sudden, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Fruit Ninja. I have to start worrying about all these apps. Place by Hunter again. (laughs) 
this Dragon's Lair. It is Dragon's Lair. Yes! Yes! It is Dragon's Lair. Oh, I pulled that one out. Especially since that was one of your favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Whoo, that was close. Hmm. Defender. (laughs) No. (laughs) Joust. Nope. Um, A little more modern, but not not very recent. Not very recent, but kind of modern? Yeah. Um, Like, we're talking, like, probably late 80s, early 90s. Double Dragon. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic. Yeah, I I didn't have a Sega. I was a Nintendo guy. Sonic the Hedgehog. That counts. Uh huh. I'm digging it. I like it. It's got a little beat. You can dance to it. Street Fighter. Yeah, that was a button masher. Yeah, yeah. Button masher. That wasn't in my. uh, That wasn't in my wheelhouse. Okay, I'm gonna give you a modern one again. Oh, this is Wii Sports. It is Wii Sports. <laughs> yes, I spent a lot of time on Wii Sports. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a nice vibe to it. It's kind of kind of fun and wholesome. This is Tetris. Yes, this yeah. is, I can this name is that Tetris. In six notes. <laughs> I played a lot of Tetris. Oh, that is so ingrained in my brain. You got to do the Tetris dance. Oh, man, Tetris was an obsession of so many of ours. I mean, you could get you could get addicted to Tetris. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. One more. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is Legend of Zelda. This is Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yes. Now, was that in the arcade? I don't think that was in the arcade. I that think was... it was in the very end of the arcade's like stretch. Okay, and then that made the hop over to Nintendo Home Systems because that's that's really where I played most of yeah. my my, <clears throat> my Zelda. I've actually never played Legends of Zelda. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I spent uh, the better part of my dissertation years playing Zelda. As sad as that sounds, I'm telling you, when my kids hear this podcast, they they hear the words "I've never played Legends of Zelda." They're, they're, right now, they'll be just like, "Oh, their heads will explode!" Can't believe he's never that played is such it. a dad thing. Well, that was pretty cool. Like, I, I I think I got half of those. I think so. I think you them. did very well. Yeah, very well. They were some of the audio of it wasn't the greatest, yeah, but I you could not. Uh, I could not. You cheat. at least got the ones that were your favorites, <laughs> and that was the important part. Uh, and those sounds, what we just went through. Those are the those are the the sounds that would fill all these arcades, right? And the, and the successes of those arcades back then led to the creation of these arcade themed restaurants, like uh, like Chuck E. Cheese for the young kids, Dave and Buster's for the grown-ups. Right? Yeah. But the format of these places began to change from just you know pure video games for getting your top score, putting your putting your initials. On the, on the machine to now 
is not so much about the initials. It's about getting tickets. The tickets, you yeah. You want to earn tickets so you can redeem them for these small little piddly little trinket prizes yes. like plastic spider ring. 10,000 tickets gets me a cup. Woohoo! <laughs> a temporary tattoo. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. I mean, if you look around today, you'll be hard-pressed to find that arcade, just the pure arcade. And if you did, it would most likely be empty yeah. because... You know, arcades ended up being a victim of their own success. That's right. They'd be so popular. Yeah. So video games became just so incredibly popular that companies like Atari, Nintendo, Sega, and Sony, they just all started developing their personal consoles that allowed people to play, you know, many of their games that were in the arcades, but on a TV screen, in the comfort of their home, you know, in their PJs, yeah. eating popcorn. It's perfect. Yep. And you didn't have to pay for quarters. Why so, would do that? Yeah. So why pay $10 for a few hours in the arcade? When you pay $30 and play one of your favorite games like nonstop mm-hmm. in, in your home. <laughs> it's perfect, right? Now you're just, just hanging out at home, playing your video games. You have your arcade in your basement. Exactly. But, you know, we can't talk about how awesome video games were without talking about pop songs. Pop songs? What are you, what are you talking about? I mean, Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> Pac-Man Fever, pop songs, is celebrating the video game. Exactly. I mean, like, you've got Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia, Mm -hmm. right? Shout out to Australia and their electro disco group, Player One, and they sang a song about space invaders. a space invaders song there is i know pac-man fever i don't know space invaders yeah i i and and in my research okay i have to say <laughs> of all of the we'll call most interesting songs i heard yeah is the donkey kong arcade and the video victims song that's the name of the group <laughs> r the letter r cade yeah and the video victims in 1982 they made a song just on donkey kong donkey kong song Yeah, so, of course, and then I have to bring it out, the most famous, and I don't want to say video game, but I'll call it arcade song of all time, in my opinion, and the best one in this bunch, is The Who, with Pinball Wizard. Ever since I was a young boy, I've played the silver ball, from Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all, but I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement Pinball Wizard, that's old classic, and it is classic rock, and oh man, yeah, Tommy's yeah. the who, or the who's Tommy, yeah, <laughs> that one. I mean, it's just, uh, it just uh, legendary. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, exactly. Uh, so much fun thinking about arcades and the hours and hours and hours we spent there. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, Pac-Man fever, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was the way, that was the way. So you got anything else? Oh, uh, I got I got one story. Okay. All right. Um, this is uh, 
This takes place in Disney World. My, uh, you know, my father took our family to Disney World one year, and I was allowed to bring one friend. Mm-hmm. So I brought my friend Frank. Didn't bring you, Scott. Sorry. That's right. Apologize. But Frank and I, we were 12 years old. We're in Disney World, and my father walks in with us uh, up to the uh, to the castle and turns to us and says, "Son, you're old enough to be off on your own. So meet us back here at three o'clock, and then we'll go off to Space Mountain." That's awesome. That I is mean, awesome. I mean, you've got the You've got the teacups. You've got the, the the car thing where you could drive your own car. You've all the things. Space Mountain. You've Splash got Splash Mountain. You've got, you've got all those. Oh my God! I can go so wherever lucky. I want. You were so lucky. We went to the arcade, and we stayed what? in the arcade in Disney World for hours. And then when three o'clock rolled around, we ran as fast as we could to make sure we weren't late to meet my father. And he's like, "So what did you do all day?" Did you go on Space Mountain? Did you go on uh, Splash Mountain? Did you go on the teacups? And I said, no, but I played (laughs) Pac-Man. We wasted a whole day at Disney Disney World World. in the arcade. Oh, my God. I'm sure you were then escorted the rest (laughs) of the trip. We could not leave his sight (laughs) from that point forward. He's like, you're going to have fun whether you like it or not. He was so mad. And now looking back, now I'm, I'm a father myself. I can understand the point he was making that day. Which oh, yeah. was, what are you thinking? Right? An arcade is fun, but this you is are Disneyland. in the happiest place on Earth. Disney World this is crazy. Wow. Uh, that, was, um, that was insanity. Not one of my best decisions <laughs> as, a, as a preteen. Wow. Yeah. How about you? You got anything? I do. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about... Saturday mornings were for cartoons. Yeah, I think Our we podcast. did that podcast we already, did. Scott. Yeah. We did. But did you know, um, we really didn't talk a whole lot in our podcast about the video game cartoons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because these Saturday morning cartoons, they're all in the 80s. The video arcade is huge. So, exactly. of course, you're going to marry together the Saturday morning cartoon with all the fun we're having in the video arcade. Exactly, right? Because like in like in Spaceballs, it's merchandising, 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 <laughs> right? So basically, in the 80s, there's no better way to cross-promote your video game than to make a cartoon out of it. Yep. And, and I have to tell you, I knew there were a lot of these. I remember. I mean, there were a lot of these. Yeah, like a couple. But so in my research, what was absolutely crazy was I, I Googled up and I just said, you know, hey, let's just look. And, you know, a lot of times when we're doing research, what's the one page that comes up a lot is Wikipedia. And we don't necessarily always take stuff from Wikipedia. But but I the first page that came up was pages and pages. I do not remember like 99% of them. Really? But I had absolutely no idea how many cartoons are based on video games or at least even had video game pieces in them pages and pages and pages a, a absolutely crazy amount and and oh. when we do our when we do our notes for this podcast i will include the link to it cuz i please do i want to check blew it out my mind uh, when i looked at how big that list was but wow. what but, were some of them though all right so i'm going to highlight some of the ones that i remember mm-hmm. right like pac-man yeah, I remember Pac-Man cartoon, sure. Do you remember Pole Position? No, Pole Position as a cartoon? Yeah, it was a cartoon. Yeah. What is there to do in Pole Position? You're just driving down the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it was it was a, a racing-themed cartoon. Okay, right. Yeah. fine. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. right? Which I think is, big thing was to eat chili dogs, right? 
chili dogs. Wasn't that his thing? They eat chili dogs in the cartoon? That was like his favorite food. Anyway, yeah, well. Super Mario Brothers. No, that was a movie. No, no, no. That was a cartoon, sort of. There was a live action piece in front of it, too. They really? had these, yeah, they had this actor, these two actors. They were Mario and Luigi? Yes. Really? And, yeah, and they would do this, like, I don't know, three-minute skit in the front of, like, the cartoon, and then they would go to the cartoon. <gasps> That's amazing. And then they'd come back to the live actors, and then they'd go, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, it's it, You should Google it. I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube land, and it's really fun. Wow. Um, Dragon's Lair. Yeah, my favorite, of course. That, that, which that, makes sense, because it was really a cartoon in the video game also. It already so, is. It's just, yeah. except you don't play this one. You just sit there and watch. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's better for you, because you don't have to worry about the stress of trying to get the, the right joystick movement. Yep. Um, Digimon. Digimon. So that was Digimon. a video game, like console thing or something, but but it was also a very big cartoon. And in fact, the cartoon itself was basically talking about the video game. So I mean, it was really my kids used to when they were younger. They liked the Digimon cartoon. Okay. Yeah. You know, I wrote Pokemon down. <clears throat> Pokemon as a yeah, you know, it was a video game. So it came afterwards as of a video course, game. With, yeah, you know, it's one of those things like which made made which famous. Like with the video game, made the cards famous. Did the cards make the video game famous? I mean, if you think about it, the they kind of like worked so well together that you it's hard to mix, you know, which one's the one that started the other. Yeah. So, I'd say the cards yeah. came first, but I'd have to go. And I mean, the up. cartoons are just, there's so many of them, right? Wow. And, and in fact, this summer, there's going to be a Pokemon video, uh, movie. Oh, yeah. I did uh, see. I saw po- a trailer. Uh, yeah. It's a detective or something. It's Yeah. It's yeah. like Pikachu. Pikachu detective. detective. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a, a, a noir with Pikachu. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw like uh, it'll be interesting. Cubert, Cubert as a cartoon? Yes, as a cartoon. Because uh, you know, he had foul language, Cubert. <laughs> I don't think that would be good <laughs> for Saturday did. morning. But you didn't get to see it. It was just all the different <laughs> symbols. Like basically, hold shift and run your finger across like one through nine on your keyboard, and that was what Cubert would say. <laughs> exactly. Um, Legends of Zelda. Okay, it's really? Yeah. Really? Oh, it's like an adventure story, so that makes sense. Yep. Angry Birds? Angry Birds is like, they make anything into an art cartoon, really? I don't know if you've ever watched them, but they're funny. Are they funny? <laughs> they're Pigs? funny. You know, you... Uh, they're funny. They're shorts. They're like little shorts, um, and they're funny. I'm, I'm, they're funny. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, Star I'll... Fox? Star Fox from the Nintendo? Yeah. That was a cartoon? It's a cartoon, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, there, there's just so many. It's I can't like believe it. crazy. And and don't forget, I want to point out that when we did our our TV specials podcast, mm-hmm. we also shouted out to Pac Man, the oh, Pac Man cartoon, the Christmas, the Christmas special. Just oh, a Pac Man Christmas. That's how special. big Pac Man was. Let's insane. think about it. They had Pac Man Fever, the song. Yep. Right. Pac Man, the video game. Yep. Pac Man, the cartoon. Yeah. Then you got Mrs. Pac Man. Yeah. You know, all these other Pac Man, the Christmas special. And a podcast we have to do. No. Pac-Man, the breakfast cereal. Oh, all those different kinds of crazy breakfast cereals. So, yeah. You can make anything into a breakfast cereal. Pac-Man. Wow. Exactly. So I wanted to bring out the cartoons of the video game world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Video games. So do you have anything else, Steve? Uh, no, I think uh, I think that covers it all. We talked about the history of video games. We talked about our favorite video games. You quizzed me on a bunch of video game music. I mean, yep. wow. <laughs> this one's a little long, but it's going to be fun. So I guess that's how I used to know video games were played in arcades. Mm-hmm. We hope you like this podcast that I used to know. 
By now, I'm sure you know we're on iTunes and tune in on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, so many. You know, everywhere you can get your podcast fi- fixed. But did you know how important ratings are in helping other people find our podcast? So important. Yeah, it's huge. So if you could do us a favor and go to your favorite pod player and give us a rating, we would be forever in your debt. Yes, we would. Yeah. Well, I'm really thankful anyway. Um, <laughs> also, do you have a suggestion, something you used to know? Do you want to tell us what your favorite video game was? Yes. We would love to know more about your favorite video game. Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook at I Used to Know or Twitter at I Used to Know Pod and tell us about it. We would love to hear from you. I've also been hitting Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to know underscore Scott, and I've been throwing a bunch of Instagram things out these days. So I'm following you now. Yep. So thanks always to the amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. Stevie Jump. Yep. Again, thanks for listening. Threes and eights, everybody. And talk to you soon, hopefully with a working voice next time. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Bye, everybody. 